Good morning, listeners, and welcome to another weekly recap of Succession. Uh, this is episode two of season three. Um, I actually forgot, Zach. What was the title of this episode? I should have. I should have looked that oh, up. Oh, I don't actually know. I was. I was watching it live on HBO. Um, what is the title? Whatever the title is, episode two, season three of Succession of the required viewing weekly recap. I'm your host, Shams, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Zach. And this week, we are going to do something a little different than what, how we did last week. Uh, we're playing around with how we're doing these summaries, so we'll see if this is going to stick or not. But this week, we are going to uh, do some stock uh, trends of the characters. Yeah. So, by the way, the title was "Mass in Time of War." Uh, just looked that up, what, that one. Up. Oh, wow! Um, That's a very heavy title. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, s- let's start uh, by talking about Logan. I think he was uh, probably one of the um, one of the characters who was flying highest uh, in the last episode. Seemed to be in control of everything and moving pieces around the board. Um, how do you think his his stock value changed uh, this week, Shams? So this was a very Logan, I mean, he had a couple of scenes, but relative for a succession episode, he was pretty sparsely used. It was mostly focused on the kids. So I think he ended, he started low, but by the end, he ended up better off than he was because uh, at the end, he, uh, he had kind of all the people who he wanted on his side. So I would say Logan Stock uh, started the episode. He was in probably down in the middle of the episode, but then rose, uh, rose uh, quickly. Had an afternoon surge, as they say. And uh, yeah, he was really spiraling at the uh, start of the episode. Um, Just a ton of paranoia, not knowing where any of his kids were that he had deployed, and uh, obviously we'll talk more about where they actually were. but uh, I do agree. I think by closing Bell, um, it seemed like he was, I mean, really just at the end there, um, the end of the episode, he he had his clarity. He went back to the United States um, and uh, in that, that final car ride with, with Shiv clearly had what seems like a clear plan um, going forward. And, and as you said, kind of got everyone who he was worried about losing um, back on side. So... Uh, on, on the other side of the camp, uh, we have Kendall. Um, uh, last week was crazy. Kendall, the juice is loose. Uh, what do you think about uh, his value this episode? Uh, the, I mean, the Kendall and uh, Logan stocks are going to obviously be negatively correlated, in my opinion, most episodes. So uh, Kendall, I think, was rising high throughout the episode and then had a late afternoon crash, a huge yeah. sell-off at the end. Um and so I think it's very clear they're establishing Kendall as basically becoming a new version of his dad. And at the way um, that he at the episode ends, his anger, his insults, his lack of empathy, his lack of care for a human being, basically, uh, is shown. And so, you know... It's kind of crazy because Kendall has had such big, dark downfalls and turns in this show already. And I can already glimpse by this episode that this is probably going to be his darkest turn yet. 
Yeah, it was almost the entire uh, first season arc of uh, Succession in just one episode. He was really, uh, uh, he almost had like this like Zen like um, you know mind gaminess as he was talking to Shiv. Uh, you know, early in the episode, there was that whole scene where he basically said, "I'm I'm the real you," um, and then he ended the episode with a giant temper tantrum uh, as each of his siblings. Um, decided not to back him and really uh really went the opposite direction just said some really childish uh very problematic things um so yeah um that's kendall and i i do like the point that um i think as the show progresses it's very likely that uh the the kendall and and logan um stock values so to speak will be inversely correlated so um let's talk about uh let's talk about the other siblings um uh, Shiv. Honestly, I've kind of not liked Shiv's arc this so far this season. I think even the she seems very lost and unsure and just miss. I mean, I guess that's the point, but like she just doesn't seem to know what the hell she's doing. And her stock, I guess, technically at the end is you could. I mean, it's probably up technically speaking, but it's like I have no faith in her ability to do anything intelligently like i just think that she's she doesn't she has no idea what to do to get what she wants in this world yeah i I agree she was uh she's not coming across well uh throughout most of the episode and uh you know despite the episode ending with um essentially an an offer uh, for her to become, or I guess a plan for her to become um, president or some made up title at, uh, at Waystar Royco. Uh, that really wasn't due to her own doing. That was kind of just granted by Logan. Um, uh, because I do think Logan was concerned um, throughout the whole episode of, of losing her. And that was part of his spiraling. So that was probably more of just him trying to get, uh, daughter back on side. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, and then on the other hand, uh, you have, you have Roman, um, who, I I don't know. I also kind of think, uh, Roman was not great this episode. Um, definitely, I think a a bit of a drop in the stock, uh, with not much redeeming, uh, factors at the end. Uh, would you agree? Not totally. So I think Roman did a good job of, making sure that Jerry keeps him he he kept Jerry happy. He covered for Shiv, um, which I think was huge. So I think he's made sure like he's made an ally in Shiv. His dad still I think fully trusts him and Jerry trusts him. So I think he's actually best positioned right now because he has his dad's trust. Shiv owes him and he had the least amount of insults that Kendall gave to him, which was, I guess, a good thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, and also, like, I, I don't even know if I'm thinking of, you know, the, the stock value as, uh, um, like, within the story um, of the succession. Like, I, I'm not thinking of it as um, their likeliness to come out on top and, you know, the, the struggle for money and power really just how they came off as a character, uh, in the episode. Um, and I think, uh, I think Roman definitely was a little, um, a little more unsure of himself and, and a little, almost a little whiny throughout this whole episode. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, cause he was well, uh, I don't know. He knew what was going on the whole time. Like he came to Kendall knowing that shit was going to be there. 
Whereas Shiv was surprised that Kendall, that, you know, that uh, Rom, Rom, uh, Roman came. So I don't know. I I mean, I think it's what's weird, what's weird about this episode is that everyone except Logan pretty much ends up kind of shitting the bat in my opinion yeah yeah well on that note let's talk about the the forgotten sibling connor um i i had connor listed as uncharacteristically uh you know high uh in stock this episode uh it's it really seemed like they were uh you know it started i think the first scene with him was him on the phone with uh with logan and he basically calls out his dad for being an ass um he then you know goes to kendall's apartment um he shows up last and basically is he's he's the only one who really seems grounded in the real world i think while the other two siblings are denying that they knew anything he's the one who's saying oh come on like we totally knew um and it was it was really like uncharacteristically um but he but the one thing is connor when it comes to the siblings relationships he's the only one who actually always tells the truth so when you go back to uh the bachelor party right Ra, uh he's the one who confirms to roman kind of what that whole situation with roman and eating dog shit and all that stuff with kendall and everything and Kendall, right? Like when he tells the story, he's kind of telling it from he's telling it to insult Roman, and he's also telling it he's not telling the whole story. When Roman goes to Connor to ask about uh, the story, Connor like tells it completely objectively true. So I I've always found that Connor he's in he's aloof and crazy on his own. But when it comes to the siblings, he's the because at the end of the day, he is the eldest. So he actually has an elder brother thing where he has full understanding of uh, each sibling's relationship with each other and with their father. Uh, I yeah, think he I mean, understands it better than anyone else. Yeah, it's funny though because that you say that because the my other the juxtaposition of all that um, and like how truthful and grounded he is about what's going on with his family. He's also completely delusional and ran for president. Um, and that brings me to where his, any gains he had in stock this episode in my mind were completely wiped out at the end with his last line in the episode, which he said, I'm a national figure. It's not, it's not right to kill one's father. (laughs) So he's still completely delusional and self-absorbed. Yeah, that was, and it was such a, he said it with such sincerity and it was just like, come on. Yeah. Um, um, so those are the four siblings. Um, uh, I think the other, the other character um, worth talking about this episode uh, is Cousin Greg. Uh, what what do you think about Cousin Greg this episode? Oh, there's another, well, actually, wait, before we go to Cousin Greg, is, can we talk about Marsha? Oh yeah, she showed Marsh, up again. Marsha comes back. And she kind of demands these like very specific and intense terms to basically be given them the trust and a guaranteed kind of you know inheritance and all this stuff and from Logan. So Marsha, I I think technically if we're doing powering, because I think Marsha enters the episode with a certain amount and ends the episode with the most. I mean, she ends episode fully in control, fully with what she wants. She came with a specific reason. She got it. So I think Marsha is, we have to declare a winner. I think she's actually the winner of this week in terms of yeah. the character who got what they wanted fully. 
yeah, kind of swooping in uh, while uh, while Logan's weak and uh, getting getting what she wants out of him. Yep. Now, cousin Greg. So Gramps came in, came back into town. Our favorite, uh, great, our favorite uncle. Um, I think so. That whole scene with the lawyers was obviously classic cousin Greg, where he's like dealing with two things and he doesn't actually know how to. He's dealing with two different people and he doesn't really know how to engage with either. And he's saying he he. I think the brilliance of Greg is his ability to neither neither say yes or no to a question. Right? <laughs> he he. It is. When he's asked a, of a question or someone asks him to come with him, he somehow manages to maneuver himself to not answer the question, but yeah, also except not Except before say Congress no. when he wishes to answer in the affirmative fashion. Yes. And I, oh, th- so this wasn't, this wasn't my, this isn't my pick for line of the week, but I did like the line where he said, I'm too young to go to Congress twice. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, so, so yeah, so that was fun, but I think obviously the big kicker is at the end, uh, uncle Owen sets them up with a lawyer and the lawyer, the twist is the lawyer is this super leftist lawyer whose aim is to basically use cousin Greg to, uh, take down, uh, Waystar. And so cousin Greg, as usual, finds, finds himself in the middle of a, war between titans and ideas and all he's trying to do is just get some california pizza kitchen probably (laughs) yeah um yeah definitely a uh slow decline uh in in stock for him he is completely out of his element uh and it's hilarious um i do i loved the um the phone call between him and tom again i was waiting for it because we didn't get much greg and tom last episode um, and we got one phone call between them, and it was hilarious. Um, so, well, they're also both in the similar position, right? Where they're both powerless right now. They're both just being tossed around and don't really have any control of what's going on. Uh, like Tom, like Shiv, like Tom knows Shiv's lying to him, but like there's like there's nothing he can do. Like he can't expose that to Logan because he doesn't want to screw Shiv over because that screws him over. And mm-hmm. so, like they're both, I think. Sh- Tom and Greg connect best when they're in similar uh, power dynamics. And then they try to, and you know, the, the thing is that Tom tries to, his, when he has lack of power, he then tries to use whatever power he has with Greg to kind of just make himself feel better. And so I think they're kind of stuck in that situation again, where they're both powerless and, yeah, I, if you we didn't get to Tom, but I think Tom's Tom also had a very bad week because he basically gained nothing this week and kind of just lost more trust with Shiv. Yeah, uh, that's actually my that's a good segue into uh, line of the week because for me mine comes from Tom and it was from his uh, first phone call with Shiv where he says it's good to know we don't have an unbalanced love portfolio. <laughs> yeah, Tom is very. Yeah, the way the way he talks to Shiv sometimes it kind of it weirds me out. But it, it yeah, you have like lines like that which are, I think pretty funny. Um, I was 
It was brilliant and hilarious. My line of the week is more de- dark and depressing, but you you alluded to it. It's when Ken uh, at the so at the end of the episode, the uh, the three siblings, uh, other siblings, tell Ken that they're out and they're not going to support him in his bid to kill his dad. And uh, Connor says he's out, and uh, uh, Ken like says. I don't care. You're irrelevant. No one wants you. Yeah. And oh. and um, Roman just like he, it's like chill. He has he's heard that enough in his life already. Yeah. Oh my god. And like uh, it's such a it's such a. I mean, it's the line by itself does it, you know it's not like funny or doesn't you know mean much, but like in context, it just sums up the character of Connor Roy perfectly to me. Like if if there's one moment that sums up Connor Roy up until this point, it's that exact moment. Is that you're irrelevant, no one wants you, and just beating a dead horse about it over and over again, even though he already knows that. That just reminded me. I think uh, going back to you know some stocks. I think the real biggest gains from this episode. Um, whoever went long on donuts made a killing because that was for me MVP of the episode potentially poisoned donuts i loved loved that um uh there was the other line i think this might actually uh i no i'm gonna stick with my original one but definitely runner up to uh um the line you think uh, you think he would send poisoned donuts to the house of his grandchildren and roman says no i mean well i'm 98 percent sure I also like when Ken was like, why are you backing out? Is it because of the fucking donuts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, donuts, MVP of the week for sure. Yeah, the donuts are good. Yeah, so I guess overall, though, I know just, you know, just to wrap up, how did you feel? Like, how are your feelings kind of where things are, where things stand right now? Are you m- more excited about things, more intrigued? And kind of, you know, you had mentioned last week that you thought this season was going to be more real time. And this episode confirmed that because it basically just took place right after the last episode. Do you think that's going to continue or do you think we're going to finally get some time jump? I I don't know. I had a feeling it would continue into this episode. Um, I don't think I I definitely don't think that's how the whole season's going to go. uh, I actually, I did kind of think this episode was a little weird. Um, it, in the pacing, it felt very different than the last episode. The tone felt very different than the last episode. I don't know. It, it almost felt out of place until it kind of wrapped up at the end. Like one, once you got to that that final climax of the episode where, you know, uh, Ken's been working his siblings the whole episode and then they all abandon him and he throws his temper tantrum. Uh, that felt the most, you know, true to succession uh, to me but the whole you know thing before that felt a little out of place and and strange um so i'm i'm curious uh if they're going to kind of continue the the timeline or if there's going to be a time skip for the next episode um that that could have been the wrap up to the resolution um you know after the the finale of of last season and maybe now it'll return to a more uh week to week um with time skips in between but uh i'm I'm not sure yeah i don't know i i agree with you about the pacing so i kind of felt that really episode one episode two and it were really kind of just like a season an ex, a long season premiere i was kind of disappointed because it felt it was it was a lot of an episode to just spend kind of on this 
and in a nine episode season, you know, we we're we only have seven episodes left, right? So I just want more action. Maybe I'm just being impatient. I'll yeah. have to wait. We'll see well, how the season goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, next week's episode, uh, episode three, is called the disruption. So maybe we will get that. Uh, and to find out if uh, we do, tune in next week. We'll be back for episode three of Succession season three. Uh, thanks, everyone. <laughs>